Healing from My Thoughts, a podcast created by your very own Black sister, embracing her journey of therapy through conversing her thoughts aloud. I hope you enjoy this episode. Before I tap into this episode, I just want to send a huge thank you for everyone that has supported me since I dropped my first episode. Now, I was looking at the place like, y'all really listen to me? Like, wow. But I'm just so very thankful. I'm so very humbled. I'm so very blessed for this opportunity. And in that, I just want to say thank you all so very much. Continue to support me. Continue to DM me. Continue to send me suggestions. I'm so very thankful. And I hope you guys continue to tune in to future episodes. In all honesty, guys, this may not be the most optimistic episode that potentially I would give mainly because a sister is tired a sister is just tired not physically but more mentally and emotionally with all that's going on there are times where I feel really empowered you know I'm like yes girl we got this we're doing this you know boom 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 and there's times where I'm just like yo this really is going on right now like seriously like right now and it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i mentioned in my previous podcast how we need healing from things we're born into that we had no control over and racism is definitely one of them definitely one of them there's this book called traumatic slave syndrome by dr joy degroy and it just basically speaks on how the current generation, us, is still experiencing the trauma of or living in the trauma of the past generation. And it's true. And it's still continuing. And it's sad how we are giving birth to our black and brown babies into a system that wasn't created for us, into a society, into a world that <laughs> don't want to see us succeed. And it's so, it's so sad. It's beyond sad. It's just sad is just a word right now that is not compared to really what I really want to say. And I keep thinking on how he was in school, in elementary school, and they had made us stand and pledge your allegiance to the flag so faithfully and so consistent. And I'm like, okay, I pledge allegiance to the flag, last days in America, and at the end with liberty and justice for all and sit down but now think about it and I'm just like justice for who and justice for all who is the all because basically and obviously isn't for everyone obviously which is seen countless and countless of times countless of times I can't remember my first time where I was discriminated but it's been all my life. All my life. I play a sport 
where you're going to see a lot of people my color play. And so when I play softball and there's another girl out there playing softball that look like me, I get excited. I get hyped. I'm like, oh, my God, like, we're doing the same thing. Like, I would be so excited when I was young and I'd play AAU and see another girl that look like me. Competition, yes, but in a way where it's like, wow, this is good. I'm excited. And it's crazy, you know, being at a young age and having to learn that you have to work 10 times as harder not necessarily to be at their level, but to even be acknowledged of the work that you put in. You put more work than they do in, and yet it's just like, it's just not adequate enough. I remember someone telling me that when you give them room for error, any room of error, they will take it and run with it. And that's definitely true. So growing up, I have to learn, okay, I have to perfect in this era. I have to grow. I have to do better in this era in order for me to succeed at such a young age. I went to school. I went to practice. I practiced outside of practice, weekends, day in, day out. That was the work ethic that I grew up on, honestly. And coming from the 434, like, at such a young age, a lot of people don't even know my story athletically having offers at such a young age in middle school not just you know any type of offers these are d1 schools not just one many d1 schools in middle school at 12 years old already having these offers at you at 12 and i'm not just saying it just to say it but it's honest 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 facts you know having recruiting started recruiting when i was 10 you know having to travel outside two and a half hours to go out to go to practice because around me in the time didn't have what I needed. And so I played with girls and didn't look like me. There were people who loved on me and there was people that didn't like me at all. They did not want me to succeed at all. They loved when I was doing good, but as soon as I was doing bad, they sure shunned me out. And that was true. The only team that I played for and that made me just stop softball was when in my junior year. I played for one of the worst teams, y'all, worst teams. The coaches were beyond racist, (laughs) beyond, beyond. And they set me out consistently through every game. And with my work ethic and what I put in, not just talking about not paying no clout or anything in what I do, but I never really had to really experience having to sit out consistently every game and there was no reason why they did that but uh out of pure hatred and just didn't want for me to succeed why did you want me to be here on this team and it's so it was so sad they got into my brain mentally and I could not do it there was times I had my first panic attack I was going into practice and I was I just can't I can't do it I can't do it I was practicing with my dad, and I was just getting so overwhelmed. I was getting so overwhelmed. I kept thinking back on that tragedy when I was getting back into, because I sat out my whole junior year of softball. I played for high school, but with travel ball, I sat out a year. And it's crazy how God does things, because my junior year, I received more accolades and certificates and acknowledgments with my athletics in high school than I ever did through my four years. And it's been an honor and a privilege with that. But I remember 
during because of that incident with me trying to get back in my senior year and recruiting for people who know about recruiting it's hard if you sit out the opportunity and you had those offers and you just completely cut off communication and try to get back in it's hard to grab that seat again it really really is they still have interest in you but that that question about like how we know this girl may just cut us off again like it's that's still questionable I still have the opportunity to play with an amazing team and transfer and all those great things. However, I had the opportunity. I think about it like, wow, I could honestly be playing here right now. Like, seriously. But all that, it happens. It happens. It honestly happens. And my first panic attack was when I was practicing with my dad and I was getting back into my senior year before. I accepted an offer and I was just I couldn't mentally do it I was just so overwhelmed I kept thinking I can't do it I won't be great again I would never be able to do it over a group of people that didn't want to see me succeed and in life in reality it showed me that there's people regardless they don't want to see you succeed just based off who you are the color of your skin and it's honestly it's sad <laughs> it's sad that we have to go through this trauma every day like people don't realize they want to people are people they want to adapt and want to adopt our culture so bad but in reality when it comes to being in the skin and you are faced with a police officer or anything like you don't want that feeling at all at all and it's just so much going on within our black community i'm praying for my black community we're in the middle of a pandemic, that, which is killing a high number of us. You know, unemployment, police brutality at all-time highs. It always has been. And it's crazy. I'm tired, y'all. I'm really, 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 really tired. You know, having to maintain professionalism in conferences. I was in the conference last week. Once again, the only black and brown face, which is a great opportunity. But George Floyd was brutally murdered on Monday. All, a whole bunch of stuff transpired within that week. And come Friday, I have a conference, like, functioning as normal as it's supposed to be. And they didn't even acknowledge the issue at hand. At all. Not one time. The crisis, anything. And I was honestly fed up about halfway. Actually, I was I was fed up once I, I clicked open Zoom meetings. <laughs> like, I was already fed up. But I was like, I know not. Halfway through, I just put it on mute, y'all. And I ain't going to lie to you. I put it on mute. I didn't even entertain to it anymore. Because I'm like, you want to diversify. And you want our faces in this company's how are you helping us how are you really engaging are you just want our our faces so you can bright and say you know we diversify our company or are you really really out here for us to get the benefits and things we want what are you trying to get you know want us to reach our full potential these are the things that i'm 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 asking myself as i choose and as i grow and get older you know, I try to stay off Twitter, but Twitter be keeping me informed, y'all. Tw- I learn more on at, on Twitter than I ever do when I was in school because in school they took us to Jamestown almost every year. 
the first time I went to the um, African American Museum was literally last year with an amazing group of people and amazing kids. I miss my babies. It was literally last year. Now, I can't recall. Maybe we have went on a field trip. I may have missed it. But as far as I know, I don't recall elementary school and stuff going to African American Museum. We went to Jamestown. Best of all, we we went to Jamestown more than one time. And that's facts. <laughs> but on Twitter, it was this girl on this video. And she was talking about this, pretty much this all lives matter analogy. And she used about a burning house in her friend's house. And she was telling her friend that she needed to go across the street, basically, and attend to this burning house. You know, there may be people in there that may need, you know, her help. And her friend was just like... But my, what about my house? Like, my house matters too. And homegirl was just like, girl, that house is burning. I'm not saying that your house doesn't matter. They need help right now. You know, they're burning. They're, you know, they're through depression. They need this help. Homegirl, friend was still just adamant, but saying, but her house kept mattering. You have a whole house that's burning over here across the street, yet you still so selfish thinking about your own house. And that's the same thing we're living through right now. People are too and so selfish about themselves and all lives matter. We when they can't even acknowledge that black lives matter, hey Latinos matter, the minorities matter, immigrants matter. Everybody at this point matters. What God placed in this world, every human being that has breath in them, they matter. Regardless, they matter. And so People who come up here and be like, all lives matter. All lives matter. You can all live your matter way over there because I don't need that negative energy around me. Until you acknowledge the issue at hand and do a change about it, you can go ahead on for real. Because I don't have time. I don't have the energy. A sister is tired. A sister is fed up. Honestly. And all I can say is for people to... Continue to do what they can. <laughs> it's funny to me because you see people, you know, pinning the Black Lives Matter on the roads and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's dandy. That's pretty. So pretty. And <laughs> people get so happy about that. And this <laughs> prayer on Twitter, once again, me on Twitter was like yeah this is this is not enough and I was like you know what that's so right they want us to shut up so bad y'all they want us to be like okay this is it you matter all right let's go let's move on let's be normal again well never be normal do you know how much oppression the black community has gone through over the years continually 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 and you just want us to be normal we're tired. We are fed up physically in a sense of us going protesting and things, but more likely very mentally and emotionally. That's why mental health is so important at this time. I'm so concerned over our black community because we need guidance. We need to vent. We need to talk. We need to be in an environment where we are doing better because I would hate to see more of our black men killed, more of our black women killed, people kidnapped shot you know man so much oh my god that's just so much so much y'all it gives me a headache just thinking about it but all i can say is for people to just continue to 
do what they can. Those who are out there protesting continue to protest. Those who are speaking the names continue to speak those names. Continue to call out George Floyd. Continue to call out Breonna Taylor. Continue to call out Ahmed Aubrey, Tony McDade, Trayvon Martin, Ayanna Jones, Sandra Bland, Atuan Rose, Michael Brown, Fernando Castile, Pamela Turner, Atiana Jones, Kakia Boyd, Khalif Bowder. I read up on something called Sean Bell the other day. On Sean Bell. And his story, I was just so blown away. It's just so many people, so many people have been, lives just been taken away from police brutality. From police brutality alone. And you have officers and people still walking out free, charges acquitted, or who served time, but time was so small. But you have our people, our black and brown people, our brothers and our sisters, in cases of the use of marijuana or minor charges that are held for a longer duration of time, but you have people getting away from murder. Let me not get on the incident of people who don't look like us going into schools and in churches shooting up people. You don't see black people doing that. And if it does, maybe I have need to go back in my research and my news if I may have went over a mistake and, you know, a black face, but in all, you don't see that. And there, even though they they were treated more careful than we were. If you see a black brother, and you have black brothers not even carrying guns, trademark my skittles. You have people who had not even guns in their hands that were mistaken for phones. People were shooting them fifty times, twenty times, shooting them. But you had people who had a a legit gun in their hand, not one shot fired, or barely shots fired. Oh, we just had to get down the suspect. That we had to get them down. We had to get them down. Like, what? Y'all, I just—it's beyond me. <laughs> it, it's really beyond me. But like I said, in the black community, get help, seek help. Don't take in all these problems by yourself. Talk with a friend, air it out, because you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to wear yourself completely out if you continue to hold this in. Educate yourself. Know who you are as a black man, as a black woman. Black men, know who's in your corner that's been supporting you since day one. And don't be going out here and be saying, oh, yes, I support the black women. I support the black women. Talk is cheap. We need to see action. Because sometimes in reality, them words don't be backing up at all. And black women, know who's supporting you and who's in your corner as well. We have to do better for each other, amongst each other. We cannot be tearing each other down. Continue to support your black businesses. So many black businesses has been getting so many props these past couple of weeks. And it's crazy that we had to go through this in order for them to get this, you know, accolades and you know, get noticed. We should be already been doing that, honestly. And I just want the best for everyone. I'm praying for everyone. I want everyone to get all that they can, reach their potential, who they're supposed to be in life. Like I said, keep protesting, keep speaking on names, continue to donate, continue to sign petition. Take care of yourself first. If you have to limit your screen time, limit. If you got to go for a walk, child, go go for a walk. 
if you gotta watch an episode on Instagram, y'all, watch your episode, tweet your little tweets, talk to a friend about it, because, <laughs> honey, or do all that you can do, you know, for yourself. And on a positive note, I would love to always shout out my good friends. I have a lot of amazing friends that are amazing entrepreneurs. During this pandemic, a lot of things have been bad, yes, but there's a lot of good things coming out as well. There's a lot of entrepreneurs, and I have a good amount of friends who are doing a lot of amazing stuff. And one person in particular I want to shout out first is my good friend, Alexis. Girl, you are the bomb.com. Amazing. She has her own business called Pretty Let's Beauty. You can follow her on Instagram. I'll put it in my podcast as well. She sells lip gloss, y'all. She sells necklaces. She sells eyelashes. I got my lip gloss literally a couple days ago. And honey, my lips still hydrated. <laughs> still. She also has an Instagram called at in the mind of Lex. And in this, I love this IG as well. Is she always keeps positive vibes. She always posting something positive and, you know, engaging in true. That's one thing I really love about is her honesty. And so I want you guys here to support your black businesses, support your black brothers, support your black, you know, friends, black sisters, all of them. You know, and don't forget who you are at the end of the day. I know this may not be in the podcast that people when you want to listen to you know this very so optimistic but i had to go ahead and get this out because hunger is tired your blessings is tired <laughs> it's too much going on too much but i want the best for you all and i hope you guys continue to do all that you can at the end of the day we don't know what tomorrow hold we don't know what the next day hold because y'all for real it's june and i honestly don't even remember what i did in april <laughs> like we don't even know, like, what next month was hold because there's so much that's going on. That's all I can say, and I thank you guys for tuning in. And just remember that you can heal from your thoughts.